0: Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you, for, thank you for listening. David, every once in a while, we've been doing this for 15 years. And we've been doing our, our intro, I'd say a good portion of that time. like We locked into it pretty early. Um, but uh, uh, it's rare for you to find a new way. to say your line which in this case is just your name but yeah
1: you see well i will um give credit to uh my wife who will probably come up again later on this uh episode for reasons Mm -hmm. that will become clear um on our podcast the one where i met your mother she will often intentionally try to change up the way she she says natalie so by oh boy maybe maybe subconsciously i said uh, I, i said let's take a page out of natalie's book and pronounce my name a different way. (laughs) Oh boy. That is, uh, you
0: know, there's, there's already so much uncertainty in life. I like to, I like to to lock in (laughs) to a very specific cadence and just do that, uh, for the rest of my life.
1: Um, (laughs) but
0: yeah, but I liked it this time. I, it sounded like you were really, it sounded like you were really invested in saying your name. Um, which is a a strange thing to say, but yeah, it's uh, I liked it. Go back and listen. We both know that's not going to happen, but go back and listen (laughs) and, uh, and, and see if you can replicate that. Um, Um, But anyway, and thank you everyone for listening.
1: Yes. Your thing about being invested or not invested um, committing to a certain like cadence Mm -hmm. is like me. It's funny that you're the dad here because I'm clearly the one who makes the more dad jokes. Boy, that's for sure. Because I, there are definitely jokes that I can't not make, you know, okay. if you ask me what the date is or like, you know, you say is today the second mm. and I'll say, yep. And then I'll pause and I'll say all day long. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I cannot not do that. I've I started to doing a, when I, when I worked at a <laughs> video store and people would fill out memberships and they had to fill out the form and people as, we still do when you're filling out a form, you just want to be, you know what the date is, but you still want to be extra sure. So it would be like, people always be like, today's the 25th, right? I'd be like, yep, all day. Uh, And I'm 20 years later, still making that joke as as a reflex.
0: You know what though? There is only one particularly stupid joke that will always make me laugh. And I know it makes you laugh, uh, but it doesn't take much to make you laugh when it's this kind of thing, which is, you know, when you're an adult, uh, people will ask, you know, uh, your, your name and then they'll ask you to spell it. Uh, and it got to the point where I, I don't wait for them to ask. So I'll say Tyler Smith, T Y L E R, uh, Smith, uh, traditional spelling. <laughs> I, that's the joke I make yeah. every time. Sometimes people chuckle, sometimes they don't. And it's like, well, you know what? It's for me. It's that one's just for me yeah, and for like David it. when I, when I recount it to him, but, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I don't think I'm going to be a dad joke type, but I also, my kids aren't ta- aren't speaking yet. So once they do, maybe it just, you just can't help it.
1: And if you need, need any, just let me oh, know. I, yeah, like, I, like I know. Them. It's like,
0: <laughs> like, one of the kids will ask like a really important question. I'll be like, can you excuse me for a moment? And then I text, it's like, David, <laughs> Jasper just asked this thing. Um, but uh, anyway, you, you'll be my dad jokes here now. Um, exactly. But uh, anyway, okay. Uh, well, so enough um, of our intro.
1: Yes, we've got uh, a fun episode to get to. But first, I want to tell you, the listener, about dot com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Uh, today, I was l- using them to listen to... Uh, uh, PC Music Volume Three. I don't know if you're, uh, Tyler, if you're aware of the PC Music Collective from uh, from England. Um, I'm uh, uh, weirdly kind of obsessed uh, with them. Uh, they have their uh, fans and their detractors. Uh, the biggest name to come out of PC Music is probably Sophie. May she rest in peace. But there's also Hannah Diamond and Ag, AG Cook and Hyd. I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name. Um, but it's it's sort of like this ongoing experiment to make art out of the most like basic pre-packaged like 90s 2000s pop Mm. so it's like it sort of reminds me of gus van Sant's psycho sure sure whereas to the casual viewer that's just a a packaged entertainment that is you know you you pay you, you know you bought your ticket and you took your ride you saw the movie but to those who are more interested in analyzing as an experiment in what you can do with uh uh with mainstream uh uh, popular art uh it's it's richer and that's what pc music is to me and um they do a lot of their own solo things but every they've they, they put out these compilations every once in a while um of of what of their of their work and and so PC Music Volume Three is what I was listening to and and loving all day today.
2: Now quick uh, quick side oh,
1: note and I know we have okay. somewhere yeah, to we be. Have, I'm
0: sorry yeah. and I know there's a rhythm to your ad and I apologize. Yeah, I um, do it to you all the time. I, I do uh, you know I in, in one of the classes that I teach I do show Psycho and I do mention Gus Van Sant's uh, remake um, and as a result I, I I've. I've started talking more about it with friends you know uh, mm-hmm. of ours, like movie people. And I do it does feel like I mean, it's been 24 years since it came out. And I feel like amongst movie people, uh, I feel like pe- uh, movie people have sort of come around on his psycho, not yeah. to say that they like it. But that they're grateful for it like at the time it was so it was so sacrilegious like people just couldn't believe that he was doing this thing uh but i think as time has gone on people are like oh i'm very happy he did that especially the way he did uh because now it allows us the opportunity to compare these two things as an experiment and so it's it's just fascinating to see how that has uh, how that given enough time and yeah. even the most uh, uh repulsive uh, cinematic instincts can be redeemed <laughs>
1: Well, uh, TweakedAudio.com earbuds, to finish up what I was saying, uh, uh, are available at a low, low price at TweakedAudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to TweakedAudio.com and use the offer code pretension.
3: This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot .com Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold.
2: Tyler, hmm?
1: we're back. We're back.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Uh,
1: and we have a, a a guest um someone that I have uh uh known for you know almost as long as we've been doing the 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 podcast but uh we only um somewhat recently started talking about being uh uh on the show i think because it's because we're a movie show Mm -hmm. she's worked in tv for so long right but uh last year she had a credit on one of uh the biggest the best movies of of the year and i should have asked exactly how she wanted to be introduced but uh let's i'll just say uh i'll just go by imdb from the licorice pizza art department It's Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Carrie?
3: Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm definitely part of the art department for sure. Um, Yes.
1: Uh, And
3: uh, I'm a graphic designer. That's typically what I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to, um, I I definitely want to talk about what that entails in general and then talk about liquor's pizza and, and other stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, but first, um, I mentioned that I've uh, known you for probably, if I'm doing the math in my head, 13, 14 years, I think. That
3: sounds about right. Yeah. Um, it's been some
1: time. Yeah. But that's because you've known my wife even even longer. And I yeah. met, you through, met you through my wife.
3: Yeah. Since we were tender babes in <laughs> high school.
1: Yeah. Um, so how are you?
3: I'm doing pretty good. Um I'm currently not working, so I've been spending the past 2 days at the beach. Love yeah. and life, living uh reading some like uh Greek mythology fiction that's really floating my boat right now. Oh, like what? Like um what, uh Circe is one book that's quite okay. great and then the same author wrote something called uh The Song of Achilles or Son Son of Achilles. I don't okay. even know what it's called. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in full vacation mode, so I'm doing great. How That's are great. you guys?
1: It's, uh, I'm not in vacation mode. Um, work is very busy plus Natalie and I just moved and that has, is still kind of hectic. Uh, so, and, uh, and I'll answer for Tyler. He's, uh, he has two very small children. So, He's not in vacation mode. Ever. That's that's true. I did.
0: My semester did just wrap up. So I'm in a kind of vacation mode, but I do have another job and I'm going to be teaching another for another program in July. But in the meantime, yes, I've got the two kids and as delightful as they are, it's, you know, I wouldn't consider a vacation.
3: Yeah. Child rearing is definitely the most important job. And, sure. Sure. i'm not a mother so i shouldn't chime in on this it's it's
0: it's an instinctive thing people people say that uh and i'd say understandably so but instinctively i don't i don't want to be too fast to agree uh because then i feel like that's me saying like yeah it is i'm really (laughs) important uh but but it's just like eh You know, I mean, I I just got to not screw them up too bad. And uh, then I think we're good.
3: Yeah, just a little bit of arsenic before sleepy time. Yeah,
0: just so that they know who's in charge.
3: Yeah, just to keep them down just a little bit. (laughs) this is why i'm not a mother
0: (laughs) there there definitely uh, have been times where like you know when they're teething uh and we'll we'll give them each like some some infant uh, tylenol which helps them and then you know the little spurts of of like teething pain last for a few days and then it kind of goes away Uh, but we find like you know, let's do the Tylenol again, just in case, just You're in like, case. They um, were
3: great when they were on Tylenol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, also they happen to, thankfully, they also happen to uh, love the, uh, the taste. So there have been times when they've asked for it. We, uh, we and We don't want to give it to them because it's just like, well, oh we don't want to just dope them up.
3: I loved medicine when I was little. It tasted so good.
0: Grape Dimatap. Are you kidding me? That was my that was my jam.
3: Oh, I um, was like orange flavored Triaminic all the way. <laughs> uh,
1: I love that this is what we're talking about. Um, my cat is currently on antibiotics, and the antibiotics are banana cherry flavor. And I wonder to what extent the cat cares about that.
0: <laughs> also, I don't think of cats as being like big fruit fans
3: yeah like make I know. it beef flavored yeah and that's what
1: that's what natalie when i said it's flavored natalie was like what liver like what, yeah. is it good? tuna what's it gonna be flavored like but it's a oh, uh, oh banana cherry anyway so sorry.
0: <laughs> do you ever david do you ever want to give it a taste no, see how it tastes to humans okay
1: no just curious I, those are my two least favorite like chemical like fake artificial fruit flavors sure Banana and cherry are the worst cherry i'm right yeah. there with you absolutely banana runts were going right in the trash when i was
3: a oh kid. yeah banana runs are garbage <laughs> yeah <laughs> except for making like little banana teeth they were worthless. oh yeah
1: you could do little like things that's a good idea yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give me get myself some runs <laughs> yeah. try that out i've be, I've, uh, be a kid
3: again yeah
1: <laughs> I, I, I definitely oh. think that it was a point during like heavy like uh quarant like pandemic quarantine where i was returning to like doing the pringles duck bill thing (laughs) (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. that's fair that's That's fair.
1: maybe this will keep me from freaking out (laughs) like succumbing to my anxiety for 30 seconds if i quack like a duck while i've got my sour cream and onion pringles (laughs) back
3: back to the fatherhood thing and dad jokes (laughs) sure um, I have a dad joke. that oh, okay. It's not like the kind of jokes that you guys are talking about. That's like part of your like personality. It's like part of your uh, yeah. I don't know conversation. This Runeen is just in the, in the repertoire. A, yeah, it's a joke that I air, think is really quiver. Yeah, this one's great. Okay. All right, okay. you're gonna think you know what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. What's a pirate's favorite letter? R You think it's R, but it's really the C.) <laughs> <laughs> Not like that's, the
1: best joke.: And I a like a really you, good one.:
0: I like that you did the you did the voice a little bit, and I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> that's
0: too good. That's really I'm good.,
1: oh, I'm, I'm committing
0: that to the: to Oh the undoubtedly episode. yes i yeah. I like almost any pirate related joke,
1: yeah. so but
2: I have um, to
1: that's a good one. Uh, I I I can't wait for Tyler's kids to be old enough to appreciate my jokes because my yes, I my, my nephew that <laughs> lives out here is like he's about to be eighteen. He's like a little man now. He doesn't care anymore. Wow. He doesn't. When I you know, I used to ask him, what do planets read for fun? Well, to which the answer is obviously comic books. He would love it.
2: Sure. Now, sure. He
1: doesn't, he doesn't care about that anymore. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad he'll grow back into it though that's the thing yeah you know? yeah,
1: i think that's as long as i keep uh asserting my influence exactly um anyway uh let's talk to carrie about her job mm-hmm. um like i mentioned manch- i i mentioned uh carrie that you you started i guess in this line in 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 mostly tv i'm looking at your imdb you've got the 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 millers a show that i uh uh, didn't watch kind of forgot, (laughs) Uh, um, but it had quite a cast that show, um, uh, Will Arnett and Bo Bridges and Margot Martindale. It's
3: it's really funny that that's something that I'm known for on IMDb when I only worked on it for like one day.
1: Yeah. Mm. It says you, you, it says you have three episodes under your, under your belt. Three of that's efficiency.
3: That's fake. I think.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) that's almost a 10th of the episodes of the millers. Um, uh, yeah. So like, uh, the millers, uh, blunt talk with Patrick Stewart. Um, and of course, uh, I say, of course, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, which you worked on for, for many years, but how did you, first off, how did you get into that? Uh, How did you, how did you get hired on the millers for one day and somehow work on three episodes?
3: Well, I, right out of art school, um, I got hired at uh, this place called Aztec Wall Covering. It's in Van Nuys, and they are, they're a custom printer, but they do a lot of stuff for Hollywood. So I worked there for five years and ended up working really heavily in their Hollywood section. So just like talking to production designers and art directors all the time, only I was on the printing end. Um, Not so much on the design end. And every once in a while, like they would have a budget issue and they needed a graphic designer to design really quick stuff. And I just realized that I liked that more and more. And as my fifth year there was wrapping up, I was just like, you know what? I think I can do this for a living. So I put in my notice. I called everybody in my Rolodex and told them that I was going rogue and that they should hire me. or wow. would you please hire me <laughs> which is when i got my miller's job yeah. um and uh and then it's just it's kind yeah. of just been ever since then like uh my next job was on something you know one of my old clients at aztec and then and then after that it's just <laughs> kind of been word word of mouth so i've been in tv for most of that time and uh for like the past seven years. And then the pandemic happened. And um, we were like, just about to start back up um, on the show made for love. Um, And the day before I was going to start, I got a call uh, for this very special movie directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. (laughs) And I just, I, I died. Like I was so, I couldn't believe that this was happening. It film was something I had wanted to get into, but it's a really kind of a big puddle to jump when you've been in TV for so long. And now I think it's not the case. Like now TV is like really elevated to film status in a lot of different arenas. So I feel like there's a lot more cross-pollination, but um, initially like me in half hour comedy, you know, making a leap to a a paul thomas anderson film just does not seem likely at all but i think it happened because people who know me like me and i think i i don't know whatever i was ready for it i couldn't have been more ready for it and um it it was a wild ride for
1: sure well let's um I definitely want to ask more questions about the gross pizza, but I also want to get an idea or for the listener's sake, what a graphic designer in the art department on a TV show or movie does. Is it like if, uh, uh, you know, Jake Peralta has got a box of cereal on his desk or he's reading a magazine. Is that something you're, you're making? Yeah.
3: yeah. So that's one part of it. So that's props. Okay. Um, basically the graphic designer has about five bosses So Mm. you have the production designer who's governs the art department and the whole look of the show. And then you've got set dressing, props, um, video playback. So like phones and computers, Mm. um, that's another big part of it. Uh, VFX sometimes like we help them out as well. Um, and then transportation. So any kind of picture cars, Like delivery vans or whatever else. So basically I'm responsible for any graphic that is filmed on camera. So like filmed on set. I mean, um, whether that's like a beer label Mm. or like the whole branding for a business or in the case of licorice pizza, like the whole inside of the teenage fair, like Mm. stuff like that. Um, you have to come up with like a very rich bounty of stuff to fill the screen. And oftentimes like, there's not a lot of time to figure it out. And yeah, so you're basically like in charge of creating it and then sending it to print and then like telling them where to put it. That's what we do.
0: And it is, is it a situation where and maybe it's, I'm, I'm sure maybe it's different with each project, but uh, is a situation where, like, you know what, it, you, you're told what is needed and you come up with it like completely, or someone says, here's the idea we have. Can you realize it? Um, or is it maybe a, a combination or is it just different every
2: time?
3: Yeah, it's different every time. Like, sometimes I will get a, a napkin sketch from the production designer, sometimes I'll get a folder of research and Mm. then I will just see like where we're dressing and they'll just be like, go for it. Just Mm. make as many things as you can. Like it, like, for example, if we're doing street scene and we have to come up with businesses for like a whole street scene, um, you know, that's, that's typically what we'll do. Like we'll, we'll get some research reference photos and then they'll kind of let me run, with it um yeah it's it is a mixed bag though because every designer is different and some are like have very particular ideas about what they want and some do not care at all
0: is there Um, is is there also like the potential for like I don't know, thinking in terms of like, OK, well, we need to evoke, you know, we, I need to design a cereal box or, or you know, a, a, a can of soda or something like that. Uh, and so we want to sort of maybe evoke something that exists without going too far in that direction so that people know exactly what this is meant to be. And we could get in some kind of legal trouble. Is that like, (laughs) is that like a, a a line that you need to walk sometimes?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So a big part of my job is clearances. So just Mm. not getting the studio sued. So, and directors always want the real thing. And, uh, with some production companies and some studios, you can give them the real thing, but for the most part, you have to make everything fictional. Um, and a lot of that has to do with like how a brand or a product is being, um, portrayed in a scene. Like if it's being portrayed negatively, like it can't be a can of Coca-Cola, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, yeah, we, I, I, my whole job is like, I want to get it as close. I want to get it as uncomfortably close to real as possible. And then clearance usually reels me back in a little bit. Um, But yeah, like having a really good understanding of branding throughout the decades is great. Like an art history Mm -hmm. background is great. Um, You guys can't see, but like above me right now, is like a whole reference library of books that help, fuel my graphics like the internet is great mm-hmm. um but it's also not <laughs>
0: that's, that's about right uh,
1: that, that's what i've found to that's be true <laughs> yeah. that's
3: that's the tagline for the internet right yeah it's great but kind of not
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 um but there's got to be a huge difference in i'll mention Brooklyn 99 again because you were uh you were on that show was it six i, I said five earlier was it six seasons you were on
3: Sure. uh
1: yeah six seasons okay. um so something at like brooklyn Nine you're doing you know 22 episodes uh, a, a year you know uh uh something that has a lot of cutaways it's very visually busy that show um i imagine there's a lot is that like what are the differences between doing something like that and then something like Liquor's pizza where you've got an ex- not only an exacting director but someone who is but a movie that is made about a very specific time and place like is is there more uh freedom or creativity in one or the other
3: you know it, and i don't know if this is just because a lot of time has passed i look back at my years on brooklyn 99 as like vacation work like Mm -hmm. it was it was really hard like it was definitely challenging we got scripts on thursday night and we'd be shooting on monday like it it was difficult but i think because we were like working in the present day and then also like this we we already had like this uh oh gosh how do i even say this i feel like my objectives were a lot easier um, it would be much easier for me to like whip up a graphic for brooklyn nine nine than it would be for licorice pizza and I only say that because like licorice pizza was the first film I did like talk about it talk about a first like yeah. and and i was I had big shoes to fill, and I've got a real big uh imposter complex, so I mean the amount of work that i put into designing even the tiniest little garbage graphic in that movie that like never got seen <laughs> it was like a lot like i put a lot of love into it and then also like we were trying to be historically accurate and this was the first thing i had worked on when we like picked up from covid yeah. and like it was still the height of covid and so like Time was really crunched. We didn't really have like a lot of resources. Um, It was confusing. I I would definitely say like film, film is harder because you need your density is so much greater. The camera like could very well see all the way around. So you just need that much more content to put in there. And then that content, like we don't necessarily get a play by play of what they're going to be shooting every day. And like, very well. Like there could be close-up shots on something that I made, and like it better look good. <laughs> so,
2: right. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. I don't know. It was. I. I would say like film is definitely tougher, but that challenge to me is more fulfilling sure and and can be more fun like the objective is a bit harder so it's more challenging it's more like engaging
1: um well I, and and also uh in the specific case of Licorice pizza uh, a lot of your work got a bit of a second life uh because of uh i think this is when when you we first started talking about you coming on the show was when uh the westwood village was showing uh Licorice pizza and, and and next door they built the arcade and and they had the upstairs that had all of the all of these signs and I, and I had posted pictures of me and natalie there and you commented like i mean you know we made those signs <laughs> um so that's kind of uh that's a, a, a that's a cool thing right did you did you go uh visit that um uh mm-hmm. the arcade and stuff in westwood
3: yeah i did yeah. i loved it um i loved it for a lot of reasons like first off yeah, you never get to see your graphics ever again. Like even if they managed to make it on the screen, which usually they're like a little blurry rectangle in the background, like there, it was a really graphics heavy movie. And then, yeah, popping over to fat Bernie's per- pinball palace after the movie <laughs> to play some pinball was so great. And I don't know if you felt it too, but just like walking in there, like how long has it been since you walked into a pinball arcade where you like yeah. heard the flappers and like the dings and everything. Like it sent me right back, but it was also just like so wonderful and darling to see all of the signage and um, I like had forgotten about a lot of it, even though I was only there for two months. Like it, like the, signage from the very beginning. I was like, Oh yeah, oh, we were just kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where, uh, where were you working out of? Were you, were you working out of the Valley? Was it, uh... we
3: were working out of, so, uh, Gary, the, mm-hmm. the character and, um, he, he's a real person and his younger brother, Greg in the movie is a real person. So Greg is now a, an attorney, I guess. Okay. I'm sorry that I don't know this.
2: <laughs> but
3: <laughs> we were working out of Greg's like legal offices. Um okay. or maybe maybe his real estate. Sorry guys. Um, but because the pandemic <laughs> happened, like all of his workers had gone home and were working from home. And so we had this like beautiful office space that in Canoga Park that wasn't getting used. Um so I got to drive to the valley and work in this work in warner center
2: well that's, Yo, warner that's, what
1: center. I was, that's that's what i was hoping to yeah to get at where you where you steeped in the san Fernando valley it sounds like you wore certainly canoga park oh my god yeah, yeah that's and it's great. where
3: i was born like this movie it takes place in exactly the neighborhood where i was born and oh, yeah. um and then yeah just going to work in canoga park which is where i spent most of my childhood it yeah. was really fun um
1: what's uh follow your heart cafe is that uh that's mm-hmm. Park. Casey Casey's Tavern
3: Casey's Tavern yeah. and oh my gosh there's so many good ones Scotland yeah. Yard
1: I've never been but uh yeah um I I, I I that's what I liked I mean obviously I love licorice pizza but also I have been a valley resident for um over over 10 years uh, I consider myself a, a a valley boy now uh and, uh, yeah, that was part of like me wanting to take pictures with all your signs and post it on Instagram was like, yeah, I'm here to see liquor's pizza, but also look at all this like Valley shit. Like, I, yeah. I think I, I like as a, as a, uh, yeah. 12 year Valley resident. Um, I want to, I want to thank you for your part in making the Valley seem cool. At least, uh, uh, a little bit.
3: Valley is so cool. Valley is cool. I don't care what people say.
1: Yeah, people don't know shit
3: (laughs) on the valley all the time. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say bad words. It's fine. We absolutely are. Okay. Well, people fucking shit all (laughs) over the valley all the time, and it bums me out because. And you know what? That's okay. We don't need them. Yeah. Um, The valley is a weird place, and there's no other place like it. And it's just like I don't know. It's got a weird magic to it. And I love that that magic was captured in this film. Like, Got it. Yeah.
1: And well, he's this, a valley uh, kid
3: too, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah very yeah. much yeah. so. Yeah. And so I mean, so like uh, Boogie Nights and Punch on Glove are both like big valley movies. Uh, yeah. He's uh, one of our one of our champions. You're talking the two thirds of the Zoom call are North Hills and Panorama City, so we're uh, we're we're pretty deep valley. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh i like the idea of calling this area deep
0: valley that feels right <laughs> to me um yeah if you you know if you've gone to the panorama city mall then uh-huh. you're deep valley uh with Ooh. that horrifying walmart connected uh that still uh, carries a lot more than you'd think but anyway
1: um i just went because uh, i just moved to panorama city mm-hmm. um and i just went uh just saw top gun maverick at the uh the van nuys regency
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd never been before. It felt like the nineties.
0: Really never. Oh, that's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh beca- you know, I, they're not a sponsor, so I won't say, I, I won't go into too much detail, but I have like the AMC uh, stubs thing. So right. but before I had that, uh, yeah, I went to that theater regularly. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not bad. It's a, it's a very, this, uh, I don't think I'm being insulting when I say this. It's a very Valley theater. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean like they're just uh i've been to theaters elsewhere in this city and movie theaters in the valley have a certain vibe to them that i really like um yeah. and uh that's to, that might be the most one uh the
1: most, that, they, the most right. valley theater but um uh, but yeah so Carrie, well, i was can, curious I talk to, about the valley all day go ahead i had more to say but go ahead about about the valley no i was gonna transition but it sounds like you have something oh. to transition
0: well i was cute i was curious about like you know and again i'm sure this is different per uh per project but you know so you're you're the graphic designer you're doing a, a lot of stuff are you is it one of those situations where you're like the sole or primary graphic designer or are you just like part of a team um i i ask because i remember i have i had a friend who was an animator on uh, kung fu panda which is obviously an animated film uh but I remember he he told me that his whole job, his entire job for that movie was to animate the steam coming out of the noodle bowls. That was his entire job. And so I'm so when it comes to anything that's design related, um, I'm always fascinated by that. That like it's like, all right, your job, you know, is it so segmented? It's like your job is to go back to what we've been talking about, your job is uh, business, you know, signs on businesses, your job is cereal boxes, or is it really just like, you're the graphic designer, it's all on you. Uh, or is it really just different from project to project?
3: Yeah, it's different from project to project. Um, so licorice pizza, I was the second graphic designer brought in. So the lead graphic designer, Diane Chadwick, she's a legend. She's so talented. Um, she did big fish, men in black, like mm. just to name a few. Um, and so I came in primarily to tackle the teenage fair because it was quickly approaching. And, um, I mean, this was just a whole lot of movie and mm. not really enough people to do. it. mean, it was done on a budget. This is, yeah. you know, definitely a budget, um, feature and so yeah i came in about i think like maybe halfway through filming and was really just like thrown into it and uh but diane had been alone like she had been the sole graphic designer up to that point so diane did um let's see like a lot of this like city street exteriors she did the joel wax office like uh, lot, lots of great sets in, in the movie, and um, and then typically, like, I don't know, I just did a huge blockbuster where I was the only graphic designer until like the last month of shooting, so um, I don't Are you know to I, say what that is. Uh, yeah, that's Babylon that's coming out new Damien next Chazelle. year, yeah, the new Damien Chazelle, and then. Uh, I just worked on Oppenheimer, which is uh, the new Nolan film. I was the second on that too. And that had just been one person for the majority of the time. Like I think, yeah, I think studios maybe don't realize like how much work it is. Um, and it's a constant battle to try to get a good graphics team going because it's so much for one person. Um, cause you're a part of every single set of the movie, every single set, mm-hmm. like you touch everything, uh,
0: um, out of, out of curiosity on Oppenheimer, did you work with Ruth? Yeah. Oh, all right. She and I were in a Bible study together several years ago. Oh, um, wow. So, you know, small world, but anyway. yeah, very
3: small world. I only talked to her on zoom, um, yeah. but she seems great.
0: Yeah, she and her husband uh I haven't spoken to them in a while. Um, but uh but yeah, we were friends with them.
3: Oh cool, yeah. Small world. Yeah. Um yeah, Oppenheimer just wrapped. Um I'm not sure when that's supposed to come out. Um and then some of the crew from that are going on to this next feature. i c I'm not allowed to say what that is, but it's gonna be it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna, oh, maybe exciting. there'll be some scenes in the valley. I don't know.
1: Oh, that's I, that's all an, I care about anymore.
3: Yeah, it probably not, but it's it's an LA movie, so
1: yeah. Uh, well, actually, that's a, a good transition to um, did because you, you also worked on the currently airing or recently airing Angeline
2: mm-hmm. n-
1: miniseries. Did is it a coincidence that you went from one like? los angeles period piece to another or or did you get the job on angeline because like someone said like oh she did like licorice pizza there's another uh
3: well i did angeline first so angeline was what i was working on when the lockdown hit and um yeah i was so invested in that i was only graphics person on that and then the lockdown hit and then they went down for a year and a half and then picked up with like kind of a different team i couldn't rejoin them i couldn't finish it out um but uh yeah i was just talking to that art director today um and i was like oh god i've got a real pattern going on in my career (laughs) but i'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure I've manifested this somehow because like I've said, like all I want to do is work on things that are about LA. And if it could just be stuff about the Valley, I'd be even happier.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, especially, I mean, you work in an industry where being from here is the exception. It's (laughs) like film and TV is what Los Angeles is known for. And yet most people who work in film and TV didn't grow up in Los Angeles. It seems like, um, uh, yeah, I mean, my, your, your old friend, my wife, uh, is always like, uh, it's, it's she's always like the, it's always a, a, a treat when people are like, Oh, you're from here. Like when, when you're, when you're, uh, uh, around people. So that is definitely something you can, uh, some expertise you can bring to. to I products. do
3: feel like a little bit more important <laughs> when I'm like, Oh, I'm from here they're like you are you unicorn i know i'm just kidding i don't i don't feel more important but i feel like proud i'm proud to be an angelino or a valley girl or whatever you call it like i i i'm so heavily stitched into this city um like the thought of moving out of it really freaks me out yeah um i don't want to think about it
2: <laughs> no, let's not
1: let's not think about it. Yeah, let's, let's all not, just let's move on. Let's all just stay in Los Angeles forever, <laughs>
3: that's,
1: even that's as the plan. The, yeah, even as it burns down. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: And
0: that stuff rarely reaches the valley, so I think we'll be all right.
3: True. True. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I don't know. With uh, uh there was a recent thing that was like one in six Americans lives somewhere where they're in danger of their house burning down. <laughs> uh, oh. and it's getting worse because of climate change that's what i talked about that documentary we're getting, getting so off track but the documentary bring your own brigade they talk about a, a situation where people who live in los angeles who think that they're far enough from foliage to be safe aren't because embers can uh sure uh, uh can can float anyway oh speak you know what else is to to, <laughs> to keep the conversation light you know what else climate change is apparently great for? Oh, rattlesnakes! The rattlesnake oh. population in Southern California is healthier than it's ever been. So if you're oh, when, when you're hiking or desert camping or something, be careful. There are more rattlesnakes in Southern California now than apparently they have like ever been before.
3: Oh, you just have to tickle them and then they leave you alone.
1: <laughs> that's the t- yeah. that's the trick. Take it take it from
3: Ranger Carey. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Don't tickle them.
0: <laughs> I do feel like anytime you hear that, like, oh, this, this, you know, man-made thing is having an impact that causes like an increase in a certain animal population. It's like, all right, that's that's when you start to get into like sci-fi fantasy world where it's like, oh, okay, it's, oh, so we actually are gonna make it so that the animals uh, retake the world. Okay. And it's the snakes. They're the oh, ones, so it's not, it's not planet imagining of the apes. a
1: planet of the apes with, with like talking with snakes. metal snakes. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've gone so far <laughs> <laughs> off topic. Um, uh, so, um, I didn't, I didn't realize until you said it that your chief job on licorice pizza was the, the teenage fair. There was a lot going on, uh, in, in that, in that sequence. Obviously. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I say like, I think that's why I was brought on, but then I stayed on, uh, because there was, there was a lot to do. Um, so yeah, my two big sets that I worked on were the teenage fair and fat Bernie's pinball palace, Hmm. um, which were both just an incredible amount of work needed. I mean, cause the teenage fair takes place at the palladium, which is a huge yeah. space. Mm, yeah. And uh, yeah, just trying to fill up that with period appropriate stuff was quite, quite a thing. So we had like our coordinator trying to clear a bunch of old brands from that time. Um, it, everything was like pretty realistic. We went off of photos. There's only like six photos of the teenage fair in 1972, Um, but we copied those exactly. (laughs) Hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, by, by my last month there, Diane Chadwick, the the lead graphics, um, person had gone on to another project. So then I kind of took over and finished up the film with the production designer and, um, yeah, still a lot of work. I mean, it's just hard making any modern place look older like yeah you think you would just have to take a lot of stuff away but with graphics you just need to kind of pour them on um, and it's
1: it, it feels well, you gotta, like it, it got to be... cover up the uh billboard for ugly dolls or whatever
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh
0: once again david your memory of movies that do not matter uh <laughs> is impressive to me um but uh yeah one thing something that I, as i've gotten uh Older, and I kind of have a, a more of an understanding of sort of what goes into movies. You know, when you're younger, you look at a fantasy film or a sci-fi film or something like that, and or, or even like a, a an old school like period piece, like a like a sword and sandal epic. And you know, you see the production design and and the graphic design, and, and it's impressive to be sure. But in a way, it's almost more challenging. Uh, I would, I would assume, for the art department, for the production designer, to do something like Licorice Pizza, where it's a recognizable reality that was r- recent enough that there are there are pl- probably plenty of people going to see the movie that lived through it. Now, certainly, mm-hmm. because we live in Los Angeles, that's an even more unique situation. But um, I do wonder, like, have you ever, like? would you want to do something that's, that is essentially pure fantasy? Um, and so that you can, so you don't necessarily have to get locked into, uh, trying to recreate something or evoke something that people, uh, are going to know if it's, if it's right or wrong.
3: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I just dipped my toes into a Marvel feature and had a really great time, um, is the first time i'd kind of been in that world um and yeah it was very different like whole different vernacular um i i think that it would be really challenging for me because i am someone who thrives off of reference photography and like art history everything like i i like having something to go off of and when you're in sci-fi and fantasy like you're off you you have to do so much conceptual conceptual God, I can't say that word.
0: Conceptualization?
3: Um, yes, thank you. There we go. <laughs> I was like, sorry, guys, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so much of it is like breaking into the idea of what things are going to look like rather right. than like just designing it. So it takes more effort in the, I mean, it's, I guess it's just a different kind of effort. Um, so. And, or, or, just a different muscle, but yeah, I think right. I would totally dig something like that. I might, like I might have an opportunity like that coming up soon. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. I, I think something... we're going to have to
1: have you back on after all the shit you can't talk about. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Let's come back next year. And, um, Absolutely. I'll, fill you, I'll fill you in.
0: I was, I was looking at speaking of secrecy. Uh, I was looking up, uh, on IMDb, I was looking at Babylon, and um, and I was looking at the cast and it's like, oh, Toby Maguire is Charlie Chaplin and uh, uh, Margot Roby is Clara Bow and uh, Max Miguel is Irving Thalberg. Uh, and then under plot, it says plot unknown rumored to be set in period Hollywood. And I'm just like, I, th- I feel like <laughs> given what we do know, I think you can go ahead and drop the the uh, rumor uh, aspect of that.
3: Yeah, that well, first off, that information is not entirely accurate. Oh, uh, oh. I don't think that they have updated that. I think the probably the last time that page was updated was like maybe a couple of years ago or something. Okay. So, yeah, take things with a grain of salt there. It is period.
2: Oh, Los okay.
3: Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be wild. I can't put my finger on. I can't put my finger on like what that movie is going to be, but I just know from my point of view, like it was bonkers. Mm-hmm. I mean like bonkers in a great way. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Uh,
1: so, so am I, I mean, I already was cause I'm a Damien Chazelle fan, but yeah. uh, now even more so. Um, but I love, yeah. I, I, every once in a while you reminded that IMDb is not like, uh, <laughs> rock solid like reference yeah <laughs> material i remember like up until it came out so there's a part in the trailer for bill and ted face the music where they're like okay we've got 79 minutes to do x or whatever and based on that in the trailer for like months leading up to the release of the movie IMDb listed the runtime of the movie is 79 minutes as, <laughs> as if like they were just assuming that's that's literally how the movie starts just canary's going we've got some <laughs> um i might have the the uh number wrong but that's the yeah uh uh IMDb is not uh not ironclad uh, right. my favorite thing is when there are um cuz the the trivia section is clearly like user generated, like open yes. source. Yes. I love when there are bits of trivia that contradict one another. Like, oh, because yeah. I imagine, I imagine someone reading the trivia and going, oh, that's not right. And then yeah. like, and putting their own entry.
0: And occasionally you'll run across a piece of quote unquote trivia. that's clearly like not even disguised opinion. <laughs> like <laughs> it'll say like, uh, this was really great. And it's like, well, i guess in a way that's considered a certain type of trivia but in the sense that this person's opinion is not important but uh but yeah it's yeah imdb is definitely not uh, this smart
1: did you know this marks robert tony jr's fifth bad movie in a row uh all right well I, i i was gonna um i was gonna ask what's next but it sounds like there's you've told us what you can And there's things you can't tell us about what's next.
0: You're clearly working for the CIA.
3: (laughs) Yes. I'm making everybody fake IDs. Oh. And because that's something that they need. (laughs) I obviously don't know what the CIA does. It stands to reason.
0: You probably need fake IDs in the CIA. Seems, Um, seems like it.
3: Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I mean, I just accepted a job today for a feature that, starts shooting this summer and it that one is going to be really fun it's nostalgic and oh, great that,
1: mm-hmm. i'm glad you said that because that gives me another um question how at what point do you actually start designing like obviously they need to have the designs before they they have things made before they shoot yeah. the, box, the box of cereal has to be made or whatever and how, how far in advance of of small well, photography do you do you start
3: I mean, ideally I'd love to be starting three months out at least, at -hmm. least for any project, but like, that's kind of not been the case. Again, it's like another example of studios or production companies, like not really grasping exactly. Like I have a very misunderstood position. Um, people think that my job is very easy, uh, I think people on the outside think that my job is very easy and it just really isn't. I'm oftentimes like the person that's staying the latest. I'm oftentimes the person that's working on the weekends. Like it's, it's a tough job. And so getting as much play before we start photography is key. Um, But yeah, on average, I would say it's like 10 to 10 to 12 weeks is when they would start me. Okay. And you know, you've got like your week to like digest the script and yeah. do a breakdown. And then you've got to like get into the world and like you do some, you print out some things and you put it on the walls and like, if you're me, you probably buy a lot of books. I've got a real, um, reference library problem. Like it's, it's not earthquake safe and, um, <laughs>
1: um well that uh because you said that you just signed on to something that's going to start shooting this summer and it's it's june it's it's still spring no matter what tyler says i don't know i feel thinks, like we're a couple i think we're a couple days into summer tyler says summer starts june 1st certainly not in los angeles you've heard of June that's, bloom. yes summer yes. does not start until july and then it ends around mid-november um uh anyway so i, I that's why I, I i i wondered is so is this one going to be a crunch then
3: i think it might be but i also it it's not as challenging as some of the other projects i've been on in that it's not period um like we're not trying to replicate something that was 100 years ago so that's that's already way less strain on um on the art department Um, it's also a Netflix production and they tend to be a bit more lenient about what you can see on camera. So like Mm. if a business was featured on camera, like it wouldn't be like, you need to cover it, you know? Mm. Um, and I think that they might be a little bit more lenient about like brand names and things like that. Um, yeah, it, uh, I don't want to say like, it's going to be an easy job because no job is easy. Mm -hmm. That is right. like the nail in the coffin um, mm-hmm. right there. Um, yeah, no job is easy, especially after COVID. Like they're all like three times as hard as they used to be. But... Um,
1: why, why is that with, in, in regards to your job?
3: Well, it's not even so much COVID. It's the volume of work that is happening not only in Los Angeles, but like across the United States, it is so great that getting anything made, like, you know, like I design something and then I have to like get it made. At a sign shop or you know printing place or whatever they're all so inundated wow with like Hmm. there's just so much being filmed right now so much production happening whether it's like commercials or web series films tv there's so much content being generated that all of the vendors that we rely on are stressed to the max Hmm. so like you just have it like there's that then there is covid as well covid you know, has made everything a lot more difficult, a lot more expensive. Um, 20% on average of productions budgets are going to COVID. So like, mm. think about that on like a $120 million movie. Like yeah. I think that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So they're making up for it by like kind of crunching the time a little bit. So yeah, it's just like hard, harder conditions and, uh, you, you just really have to be like agile and, uh, I don't know, flexible. And like, you just got to accept your reality and go forward. I mean, this is like, this is not a glamorous job. Like it is really,
2: (laughs) really hard.
3: It is so hard. I can't tell you how many times a week I cry, but it's like pretty often. Um, but I'm also really, I'm quite an artist too.
0: So you know, you know, <laughs> I agree. It's it's odd that you and I know we do need to wrap up, but you, I have
1: more questions now too, though. Is the thing? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So
0: like going going down that path, I was curious to know because um, you hear stories uh, specifically by like designers who put so much work into a specific thing that they're really proud of, and it gets. If it gets any screen time at all, it's like so far in the background that literally no one can see it. Uh, And it's really not until like Blu-ray special features that anybody's able to actually see this thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering, have you had any of those moments of heartbreak where there's something that you are like, this is my best work ever. uh, And you've done exactly what they need you to do. And then suddenly it's just like, it is barely a detail in the background. Have you had yeah. anything like that? Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, every day. It's okay. Like all right. Every day. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's how it is. And, but, but every once in a while, like you get surprised and you're like, Oh, that graphic that I did in 15 minutes and like printed out on the copier <laughs> is now like front and center. Yeah. Um,
1: in 70 millimeter. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that okay. I was going to save this question for later, but this leads me to the question: uh, Do you have anything that you've kept? I know you have a reference library. Do you have like props or 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 pieces of uh, uh, art or whatever that you've been able to squirrel away and, and and kept?
3: Yeah, I do. I've got some stuff. I have some stuff from Babylon. I I have some stuff from. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, actually, uh, which mm. I didn't work on, but I I helped someone get a job on, and they, in turn, gave me props.
1: Nice. Um, Literally, they and, gave yeah. me yeah. props. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they gave me some props. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: but I don't know. I... I don't so much hang on to, like, the finished product, but I I, um, I hang on to my sketches a lot. Mm. And I do that because um, I'm one of those people that loves the special features yeah. on any DVD, yeah. and, like especially when they go, like, behind the scenes. Or, like, just recently I watched the one on Pinocchio where they're, like, watching the famous seven animators, like, tooling over right. and, like, drawing Pinocchio and everything. And I was just like, oh, maybe... Maybe someday I'll be on the special features. I should, I should hang on to those drawings so I have like banker's boxes of all of my sketchbooks from everything I've ever been on, um, which I've never really gone through. But I bet there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh,
1: uh, we should let the people at uh, Criterion or whatever know right, when they're yeah. putting out the 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 4k blu-ray of uh liquor's pizza Not that no, i don't know if that's going to happen <laughs> I'm not in, uh, authority on that um <clears throat> okay well that uh okay i don't have a good transition into this question but i thought of it earlier so I thought I'll, I'll ask it you mentioned that you know obviously you're part of the art department you're working under the production designer but you also keep mentioning working for these very well-known y you, you know so how often if ever is paul thomas Anderson, damien chazelle or chris nolan like i don't know looking over your shoulder or actually like signing off on what you're you're making
3: um i am very sheltered from the directors okay. and that's not always the case um like i think on the nolan feature like i think chris was actually like in the art department a lot but i was remote so i never um i never met him or anything okay. um And same thing. I think like, you know, I only started films since COVID and COVID has really separated everybody. I think typically, yes, there would be a bit more interaction, but I've had none. Um, I've had none. I really think it's just because of COVID. Like oftentimes I'm in another location entirely from where we're shooting. Um, But typically what happens is like, I'll, make the art and give it to the production designer and he or she is the sales of everything that we're making so like she's got to like sell it to the director and um yeah i mean usually they're my conduit um it's very rare that i would be put in touch with the director but it has happened and i kind of like it when it that's mm-hmm. like it's it's interesting um they're really good at giving direction oddly <laughs> um, not to say that production designers aren't. Um, but I'm just like, I find it to be like an interesting, um, I don't know. It's just like a little bit yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for, uh, shining all this light on, uh, what it is to be a graphic designer on some of the, uh, biggest Hollywood productions. Yeah. Um, well,
3: thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, and I definitely we will definitely will have to have you uh, back after uh, the stuff you can't talk about becomes stuff you can talk about. uh, Once we've combed through your NDA and (laughs) decided what's allowed and what's not, Um, where can people find you?
3: Um, In a dark cave, working on graphics. Um they can find me. You mean you mean like socially, like the Socially social, or also,
1: I mean you mentioned I mean you're an artist. Do you have work online somewhere that people can
3: I'm gonna be you? honest with you, since I became a graphic designer for Hollywood, I can't make art anymore. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> There's no more time. Um, but I'm working on that. Uh yeah, you can like I mean you can see my very old portfolio that I haven't updated in five years on my website, which is carryhyatt.com. And um, and yeah, I you can reach me on Insta khno7. Um, I don't really post a lot of graphics stuff, but you know, occasionally I do. And I don't know. That's, that's pretty much it. I'm kind of like a boring lady that just does graphics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's not been my experience, but. Uh... Uh, And I don't think it was the listener's experience uh, either. Uh, So thank you again for joining us. Um, Listeners, you can find us at BattleshipRetention.com. That's where you can find uh, movie reviews and podcasts and all other kinds of of stuff. You can email us at david at BattleshipRetention.com or tyler at BattleshipRetention.com. You can follow me, David, on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Uh, Also check out my other podcast. It's called The One Where I Met Your Mother. And it's a podcast in which my wife, Natalie, and I, watch an episode of friends and an episode of how i met your mother every week and uh just discuss um and compare and contrast and talk about what the top five songs in the u.s were on the day the episodes aired and all sorts of little fun uh segments we just recently um uh saw watched an episode uh in which uh Ross very troublingly didn't want his son playing with a Barbie. We didn't like that. Uh, but um, uh, meanwhile, Robin on How I Met Your Mother is dating a guy with a kid. So a lot of kids in this week's episode of "Of uh, uh, Where I Met Your Mother. So check that out. Um, you can follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. Tyler, what do you have to plug?
0: Uh, well this is a, a project that I was uh, invited to be a part of and it is now available there's a book out there that you can get on Amazon called movies from the mountaintop uh, 100 plus films that express God explore faith and enlighten church and it's a uh, it's a, a number of people contributed to it uh, many of them people that I know um, I wrote uh, <clears throat> I wrote uh, several a few thousand words on um last temptation of christ uh and i was very excited to be a part of it uh it the the book also features interviews with like uh Zachary Levi, Mark Wahlberg, Rob Lowe so uh it was a really fun project to be to be a part of so it's called uh Movies from the Mountain Top and you can find it uh, on Amazon
1: uh okay well uh Carrie thanks again
3: thank you
0: yes thank and you so much thank you at home for listening we'll get you next
1: time bye
3: bye
0: this program is a proud member of the battleship pretension fleet